believe that there's no place to be at this particular time. You haven't made a mistake. God ordained it today that you should be here to hear what he wants to tell you. Amen. Most of them are here the 11th hour. Sometimes they say 11th hour means that that's your last chance. With God, your 11th hour will become like the beginning. He's the one who controls time. Times and seasons are set and is in his hands. The only person we can trust to know the future is God. All other people, scientists, any other person will only predict. He said, because this and this is happening, so tomorrow it will rain. And most of the time they give a chance that it may or may not. But when God speaks, it's not predicting or putting things together to get this result. He has already gone into the future. He is the only person who can walk into the future and come back. Are you getting me? He can walk into the next 20 years, next 100 years. So what is happening is a replay to God. To us, because we don't know. So when he says, look, this journey we are going, this is how it will be. He's moved there and seen there and have passed that road before. And he's telling you, I control time, seasons, and everything. So I am saying that we are getting there. So you don't need to fear. See, our faith in God and knowing who, in fact, you can't have faith without knowing God. You can't believe his word if you don't know him. You put faith in people's word because you know those people. Today, Part of his word says, you should honor him. How do we honor people? What do we have to honor God with? Our word says, honor the Lord with your possession or substance. What do you possess? The first thing you have control over and possess is yourself. I've been telling people when they come to me, Pastor, me and they say, we have this problem. I have, everybody has problems. Yes, he wants people to change. I said, do you know? Nobody can change anybody. The only person who can change people is God. But what you can change is yourself. So if I'm having a problem with you and I want to be free, I change myself. If you look down upon me and talk to me, 
anyhow and make me look useless and hopeless. I begin to look at myself and change myself. Yes, this is how you see me. How do I see myself? I begin to see myself not like how the Israelites saw themselves. The problem was not with the giant. The problem was with them. They saw themselves as what? Grasshoppers. They could see themselves as a bigger giant. Then those giant becomes nothing. Until you change yourself, you cannot win your battle. How did the two people change themselves? They looked at themselves through the eye of God or the description of God. The others looked at themselves through the description of men. They say, you people, you are too small. They tell you, you are stupid. They tell you, you, you can't make it. But what is God saying about you? We will come to that. God wants us to honor him with what? Our substance or with our possession. Don't tell me I don't possess anything. The only person that don't have possess anything is the one who is dead and buried. Even that one possess some portion of our land. <laughs> uh, even the dead has some little possession. Uh, so you who is alive, you tell me I don't have any possession. You may look at your possession in a physical way. But let me tell you, there are different things we possess. Some possess wisdom. And your wisdom should be used to honor the Lord. Some have talent. You may not have money. The talent should be used to do what? To honor the Lord. Some have all different kinds of things that can attract people. Use it to advertise Christ instead of advertising the devil. Some can talk. You don't have money. It's a possession. Use their talking to talk about the good things of God and lift people up. Today, we're coming before God. Say, honor the Lord with what? With your substance or with your possession. And with the first fruit of your increase. 
He talked about your possession first before Adam, your first fruit. So we are not here only to honor God with money. We should honor God in totality. You might not have fresh fruit today, but you can still honor him. How will you honor him? You ask yourself, what do I have? The prophet asked the widow, what question did he ask? What do you want? What do you have? So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me. She brought a problem. You know the problem she brought? What was the problem? A certain woman of the wives of what? The sons of the prophet cry out to Elijah. This is pastor's wife. The pastor said the Lord sincerely and honestly and did not deceive people to take their money. Because of that, he became poor. He was so honest with the fault that when he was dying, he had borrowed money. He borrowed money and the debt swallowed him and he put his son as a what? Collateral. What he had, he might not have a house, but he know I've got children. Thinking that he will work and pay and get the children back. But something happened and the man of God died. Then where is God? God is still there. The wife was left without anything. The moment the man of God died, all the congregation left the wife. Because they related to the wife through him. And the family was suffering. So this prophet met this woman. And this woman came to that prophet. Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. Why will a man fear God and put his family in such condition? But there is a reward for fearing God. It was because of his fear of God that brought this man of God. There were many widows who are poor like her. But God did not send his prophet to any one of them. But except the one who have served him and is gone, let the dead, if the ghost there will be thinking about those who are alive, maybe he's thinking, oh, how will my children do? Oh, what do they do? But have served God, but God knew that this man feared me. 
and I will not put him to shame. It looked like the man died as if there's shame, but God came in. That's how I say God doesn't know how to disappoint. The prophet came and the woman said, he feared God. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slave. My creditors, some of us owe. You don't know how, when you owe, how you feel like. Ganyo ko something kaka enika. Toothache and death. They are similar. What do you have? So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Yes, you come to God. Sometimes our prayers are complaints. What we call prayer is called complaint. Oh God, look at what God did to me. Look at what they are doing to me. Look at what I'm suffering. Look at everybody for forsaking me. Then you come for two hours. You complain. I say, Amen. Then you go home. So what do you want God to do? You didn't tell God to do, to solve the problem to you. You came to complain to him. And God will sit down and listen. Yes, number one. Look, everybody hates me. Good. Number two. <laughs> number three. Look, even this one who came to church, look at, you are praying your prayer and you are pointing at nothing. <laughs> This one who just came to church. Even the way he's living Christian life is not right. But Lord, you are blessing him. So you see why your prayers are not answered. So you come to God, you only complain, and you never ask. And you said, you receive not because you ask not. They say, ah, pray, be prepared. All oh, the prayers I have prayed. No, did you ask him? What did you ask him to do? Oh, you just came to tell him your problems. You think God doesn't know your problem? He knows all. So when you outline, he said, God, yes, I've been working A, B, C, D. But I don't see result. So God, this is what I want. I want to get result in my work. I want to prosper too. Then you've given God what you want. Then God can take your word and work with it. But if you come and complain and you leave, every day complain, leave. Yes, you You think God doesn't know that Ghana is hard? God knows. It's good to complain. Ghana is Ghana is Ghana is But Ghana is What should God do? You must honor God with your word. I've given you the reason why some of your prayers were not answered. God, this is my sickness. It has been with my father. 
It has come to my sisters. Now it has got to me. God, what should I do? You are asking God a question. You two, go and sleep. Tell God to do something about it. So that our prayers will be fired at the right place. Honor God with your substance. Your body first. Honor God with what? Your first food. With the first food of what? Say with all my increase. With all my increase. Sometimes we think we are doing God a favor. For your information, God doesn't spend Ghana cities. Doesn't use your money to do his budget. He doesn't need to borrow from you. It's because he wants to bless you. That's why he wants you to release. Honor him when you are coming. Bring the money with honor. Not with complaint. It should not be somebody to coerce you. It should be from your heart that I want to honor God. That's why I think that when you are giving, you should rejoice. What do you want me to do? What did the woman say? Tell me, what do you have? He asked two questions in the house. He said, well, your male servant has nothing. She's got a seed, but she said she has nothing. Sometimes you can look at your need and tell yourself you don't have anything. Depending on what your need is all about. Sometimes, if you're the only person in a village with a bicycle, and they ask you, who is the richest man? They say, you are the one. And say, oh, they made me more basketball. You want to boast with it. When you are in a crowd, where motor vehicle even doesn't count, then a bicycle, you know motor vehicle, doesn't count. Then you have a bicycle. You will say, I don't have anything. But if you compare it and you are among poor people, you will call yourself the rich person. Sometimes what God gives to us, we have it, but we compare it to some other people, what they have. Then we tell ourselves we don't have anything. That was exactly what Israel did. Yes, they have strength, but they compare themselves to the giant. The moment you start comparing yourself, what you have with other people, you enter into fear. Look within yourself. Look at the resources of God and look at the ability of God. That even with this little, 
I will move until I enter into my vision. Your dreams and visions are different from other people's dreams and visions. So don't look at people and judge yourself whether you have passed or you have failed. That is not failure or success. Success is measured with what God has said to you and what God has for you. That is how success is measured. Not measured with what society sees as success. And the lady said, I have nothing. But she remembered. Something what you have, you think is nothing. He said, hmm. your maid servant has nothing in the house. But what? A jar of oil. Someone don't have half a jar. You have a full jar. I said, you have nothing. Someone looks for small oil to fry the egg and can't have the small oil. You have a jar, you say, I have nothing. You have. That is a problem with us. Africa have, but we say we have nothing. It is what you have that God can use to bless you, not what somebody has. If we want to take what people have outside the Western world to prosper our country, we are in trouble. What do we have? He said, a jar of what? Respect the little you have. He said, look, bring it. The, your problem, you didn't respect it. That's why you went into this. Bring it. Then he said, go borrow it. Tell somebody, go borrow. Vessels from everywhere. So what God permit us to borrow plenty is vessels. Containers that can contain your blessing. Because your blessing that is coming. Get ready and borrow containers. What God is about to fill those containers. The container you present to God is that container that he will fill. If you bring no container, you will receive nothing. Then he said, go borrow vessel from everywhere. Borrow some from Singapore, from China, from, 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 from UK, from US, from the West, from the North, from Russia. From, uh, borrow those ideas. Borrow, borrow it. Don't just go and bring their products. Borrow their ideas. Amen. Some people will go, they borrow, take Edison, they call it reverse engineering. You know, or dismantle them, he make it dismantle them, then before he realize he's done and added something, then he look before he realize he's done it, um, before you realize mass production and getting all this, his people will go and buy it again, they will buy from this place. And go to buy. So he borrowed it. Almost everything people do, they borrow it from some place. 
They borrow the containers. But what we go is that we only go to take the content. After we finish eating, nothing. Tetakwashi went and borrowed container. When others went, they were buying things that they want to come and eat chocolate and other things. Maybe, maybe go and buy. But he borrowed, he saw the economy of Ghana in the seed. He managed to smuggle those seeds because he saw that this small seed, Ghana would depend on it in the near future. Mutukwaya, borrow their technology and bring it. Don't only bring their dollars. Oh. Their dollars, when you bring it, they will take it back. Bring what you're producing, the dollars. Borrow it. Say borrow. So he said, borrow as many as you can. Whatever room you give to God. Whatever container you give to God, that is what he filled. Then, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Don't go and bring something, finished product. Borrow it. When you go to an office, don't go and be a lazy person. Learn some principle and something from that office. By the time you leave there, they can sack you, they can dismiss you, they can remove you forever. You should carry some container. You don't only go there to look for money. Go and create containers. When you meet friends, borrow containers. When they are talking, they're getting some ideas that can make you and put your content in that idea and make yourself great. Amen. Borrow enough, not small. Borrow. Then, the woman borrowed. They said, and when you come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your son. Then pour it into it, into all those vessels, and set aside the full ones. Don't make noise from the beginning. Hey! When you start, don't be making too much noise. Try yourself, try until you are sure it is full. But not everybody like you. If you don't have anything, your enemies have you. Once you have a lot and you are breaking through, your enemies happen. You may think you have friends. Those around you. A man's enemy. A man's enemy comes from where? 
It's not outside their clothes, it's inside. So people who really hurt people are those who are closer to you. When somebody's far away, he hurts you. He doesn't hurt you much because you don't even see him. How can you be hurt? But the one who's close, you get up in the morning, you see the face, the thing comes. So it's not everybody. Hey, hey, I have a, I have a land here. I want to put up this. I want to, and you are telling everybody. So now you sell people, sell their dreams, and people take the dreams and cross them. Sometimes people bring their uh, business plan, thinking the person want to help. Then before you realize, he's crossed you to the source. Use wisdom more. Go in the room. Lock the door. Don't let people see you plenty, plenty. <laughs> Don't let them know about you plenty, plenty. Don't make plenty noise. You be concentrate on your job. Concentrate on what you see and pour it in it. Begin to work on it. Begin to work on it. Before they realize... Yeah. Strangely enough, sometimes, for a long time, you will see in papers talent, small boys, small children who are doing and they project them from the beginning. I said, this year there won't be anything. Where are they now? Enemies within. Someone nobody thinks about and thinks they're useless in class. Everybody forget about him. He emerges. Look at all those who have made it. Whether those who were very good were part of it. Don't expose yourself too much at the early stage. And strange thing about it that when she poured, she started pouring. The answer was in the jar. Sometimes you have the answer. The one that will take you out of poverty. It is just by you. But you'll be looking at some place. Somebody. Somewhere. You have ideas that this is the one that will help me. Anything God is going to use to help you is by you. It's in you. He has given us all things pertaining to life. Everything that pertains to life has been given to us freely. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. As you get to know him more and more, as you begin to draw close to Jesus more and more, look, it has already been given. Those sins then begin to reveal. Look, the thing was with the woman, but she didn't know until the prophet came in. He said, pour it. Pour it, one, 
One gallon was full, the barrel was full, second barrel was full, take Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he went and he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Whatsoever you don't use ceases. If there's no container, it won't come. When you have a vision, create containers for it. The day the container was filled, the oil also ceased. Then the prophet gave an instruction. What did he say? Then she came and told the man of God and said, and he said what? Go and what? Now go and do your marketing. After you have tested the potency of whatever you have, you've tried it in the room, it has worked. You've preached and laid hands on fowls and chickens and they got healed. Now go out. <laughs> Try it. David did it in the wilderness. After he tried it and it worked, he then went out to meet Goliath. Now go out. Now market it. Now make it open. Now what you have, you have mastered it. Nobody can take it from it. You've put your mark on it. Pine. Nobody can reproduce that. Go out with it. Then she came and told the man of God and said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons live on the rest. She was crying about her debt, but God was thinking about her living. What she live on. So, there was something you have. What do you have? I had have nothing. The little jar, you can put it into work. The same way when you are going to give to God, you must look at the quality of the money depend on the quality of your heart and your faith. So, God does not look like the quantum, which is also very good. The quality. When I say quality, he looks at how much is left. Not how much you've given. See how your mind is working. See, somebody could have one million and come and give 10,000 because he wants to make sure Give, show giving. Some people want to do show giving. And you look at 10,000 say, my salary, two times, three times. The guy, they say, wow. Madam, you gave $10,000. Please come and sit in the front seat. Say, anytime we're giving the offering, you can give more. That's not how God works. Maybe what Madame has given is nothing to her. When you give to God, you must feel it. 
one tisha odi mawuradi a umfa man. Sometimes God tells you to go and give. Shoot to somebody. Shame for grandma. Me shoot the leather. I saw what? The leather and the blood of Jesus Christ. Which one is more precious? But because of the category you put that person is, he doesn't deserve a leather shoe. And that leather shoe is brand new. Imagine you bought that nice shoe. You want to put it on and God says, stop, give it to another person. Sometimes you give some gifts and you cry inside. God speaks to you, go and give this shoe. Sometimes not to a pastor. Someone in the church who doesn't have a shoe. Nobody respects on your shoe or bread when you can go to school. Then you begin to reason. This guy, this sugar, when I give it to him, where will he take it? Does he really need this shoe? Then you begin to think for God. This shoe is supposed to go to somebody who go to high places. Who told you that that shoe is only for high places? He to his God is high places. Yes. Maybe when he goes to wedding, he wears chale wate. Now today he's going to wear a leather shoe. That executive one. Then the day found that you try to practice in it. I remember the time I was going to secondary school. That's where I started wearing shoes. And my sister had to help me to practice how to walk in the shoe. Hey, so I walk first. She gave me, you know, there's some shoe called Achimota Sanders. That's her own shoe. So she gave it to me, passed it on to me. Unisex. My sports, listen, it's a blouse. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> so the dart, yes, she removed the dart and tried to do it some way. But still, you see the dart mark there. But I wore it. It didn't talk. Look, I didn't care whether somebody was looking at me. From the beginning, when I wear it, anybody who looks around, I think they're looking at me. <laughs> but maybe nobody's taking notice of me. So sometimes your mind can tell you at the point, I say, hey, it's better for me to wear this than to go naked with my body. So at least I have something to cover myself. One day when I get to a place, I will get, I will be able to buy a better one to wear. For now, this is what I have. And for now, you think you're the only person who is suffering. We've all suffered. Suffering is also part of Christianity. 
We only teach the soft part, the giving part, the miracle part, but we haven't taught you how we can use our faith to endure suffering. That is why I say, look into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. But as we move on in faith, there are things that are facing us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every word. Wait. There are things that are weighing us down as we move on with that faith. Let us put out those weight that easily what? Who so easily ensnares us. And let us run with what? Endurance. The race that is set before us. There is a race that is set before us. And but there are other things that are trying to detract us from that race. Some and sins, you cry and cry and you fall into it again. Everybody has got his. The sin that ensnares you. There are certain, if you look into the, I was selling lesson. Uh, if you look into the Bible, we look into the mirror. The perfect mirror, which is the word of God. It tells us who we should be and how we look like. But sometimes when you look at it, you read the scripture, say, ah, I didn't mean here. It means that when you're looking at your face, the, some portion is not the same. You have to make sure that you become what you want to become before you move out. Isn't it? How many of you have looked into the mirror before? In fact, he used a man. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like what? A man, thank God, she didn't say a woman. A man, huh? observing his word, natural face in a mirror. You look at your natural face. Men look at natural face in a mirror to look at how he looks like before he goes out. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. You can see man. Women take much time to look at themselves so they don't forget. Men, if you finish, quick, quick. But the women will take their time. <laughs> they even carry mirrors in their back. That every point in the car, they remove the mirror and they look at it. <laughs> they dress, come into the car, 
look again what they saw, whether it is the one that is in the car. That is how we have to deal with the word. We don't just look at it, sharp, sharp, and run away. Be constant looking at it at every point, whether the one who started home, he's the one in the church. The one who left the house, whether he was the same Christian who is in the office. As I'm talking, some of you have mirrors in your backs. <laughs> and small, you take it and look. Naturally, you don't just look at your face once and say, I'm done. Naturally, we look into that mirror so that we can be confident of the one who moved from the house. That sometimes, no, sometimes you can leave the house. You don't take time. This is essentially you leave your week and think you are you have the week on. We are saying you. <laughs> then you walk out. You enter the car. You look. Hey! <laughs> Oh, so full. <laughs> you don't go and pick your wig again. <laughs> but this is not the one I want the world to see. This is not the one I want everybody to see. This is what everybody knows. <laughs> if I remove this, they won't know me. <laughs> so let me go and take what they know. That is how God wants to deal with you. He knows you and have a certain picture. In his mind, this is how I want you to be more than a conqueror. So, when you're coming, you look into the, the perfect mirror. Is that the conqueror? No, 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 no. Then, then you continue looking at it, looking at it. Am I living right? Am I in right? This is with my husband, my wife, my friends. Is my condition with my heart? Am I fine with people who are around? Do I have some bitterness in my heart against somebody? Say, so, oh, for this one, I can't forgive. The way the person have done, look, this one is the sin that when you sin against the Holy Spirit, it cannot be forgiven. It's like forgetting your week in the house. You want to look nice, put it on. So look into the perfect mirror, which is the word of God. He who looks into the law of liberty and continues in it. Not look into what? The law of liberty and forget. And what? Continues in it. You don't listen to the word of God once and just have heard it. No, you must continue in it. So let us keep the word of God. And let's keep it. Let's take it like our mirror. That every day, every day I know, you look into a mirror. Unless you don't go out. Anytime you're going out, you check yourself. So continue to check yourself in the word. Whether this is what God has said. The one God say he is. You see the one going out. 
When somebody wants to elbow you and make you lose your temper and do some other thing, ask yourself, do I have to use a towel to wipe away my makeup because of this guy? No. Time. Simple. Patient. Look into the perfect law and see yourself as a giver. How God sees you as a giver. Does he see you like Abraham? Does he see you like Abel, whose offering was acceptable? So, look at yourself. Amen. Bless you.